Chapter 12 Then Him The Bomb By the time I got to my usual spot, I was gasping for air. I couldn't remember the last time I felt like this. My everyday routine was now becoming a painful burden, although, having said that, I hadn't been out running for a couple of weeks, partly because I had promised to spend time taking care of Akuba, and also because I had sprained my ankle whilst playing squash with Kwame, whom, by the way, I hadn't told about the Malaysia incident. I was still processing it in my own space and time and couldn't deal with him or anyone else asking questions. I'd been working from home more. I'd rescheduled meetings, cancelled some and ultimately changed my whole work schedule just to ensure that I could provide some sort of support to my wife. It had been hard to have conversations recently. Ikuba still seemed shaken up and had become too sensitive to discuss how she really was doing and me not wanting to push. I knew I was partly to blame for what had happened to her. I simply should not have allowed her to go without me. I'd entrusted her with someone I, I didn't have confidence in, and this was the result. Ikuba should have been smarter though. There were so many psychopaths out there waiting to pounce on the next piece of flesh and only God knows what else or how far they would go, not to mention the diseases they carried. That was my main priority, to make sure that Ikuba was safe. My wife was a beautiful woman, extremely attractive, and it was noticeably evident. She had the kind of beauty that you never grew tired of. That was one of the things that caught my eye when I'd met her, and I just couldn't believe that such a beauty had gone unattached for so long. Ikuba was average height, about five foot seven, with a medium build. She had long, slender legs, which I particularly admired, an admiration I assumed was shared by other hot-blooded men. Her ample hips, which produced round, slightly protruding buttocks, could not be ignored either, and usually she had a toned stomach, not the slight bulge that seemed to appear overnight. She liked to hold her hair up in a bun, which accentuated her lean, willowy face, but I always preferred it left out and brushed to its full length, which over the years had reduced. Ekuba made her presence felt even without realising it. She had the sort of intense stare that would subdue even the resilient, and most importantly, she was unpretentious, and she was raped. The result of her blood test had come back clear, which was a big relief. She was safe and more importantly healthy. One just couldn't be careful these days, were my thoughts. We were trying as hard as possible to live a clean and healthy lifestyle, and yet nobody could predict what would or could happen to us in the next instance. The world was becoming increasingly filled with dirty, vindictive scoundrels whose only care in the world was pleasing themselves in any way they could. The whole thing repulsed me, truthfully, but there was nothing I could do. Ikuba's blood pressure, I was told, was a little high, but it was understandable with the trauma she had been through, and I, in my bid to help ease her pain, had suggested she sought the assistance of a therapist to aid her recovery, but she'd refused, claiming that she would be fine. I didn't fuss, because I knew she would eventually. The effects of the incident had caused a poignancy in her that could not be ignored in spite of her best efforts to remain vivacious. As I walked the rest of the way home, I mused over the event I was due to attend that evening and how very anticipated it had been. The ceremony in conjunction with the British Inventors Society to recognise outstanding innovative individuals, their hard work and vision 
The scope of the program long term was to encourage young, innovative and inventive minds to audaciously emerge from the shadows. We, together with Initech, were partnering with some very prominent names to offset our very first appearance in this year's event. We were also debuting one of our latest inventions, so it was paramount that everything proceeded smoothly without a hitch. It was strictly a black tie event, with many investors attending and I knew I had to bring my A-game. I had to remain focused to get through the next few hours. My A-game had been delivered when I got home. Laid out on the bed, I smoothed my fingers over the satin lapel, reminding myself of its fine appearance. My shirt, white as ever, hung on its hanger in the shutter of the wardrobe and my bow tie sitting quietly on the dresser. Ikuba was in the middle of her makeup ritual, which usually didn't take very long, but looked exquisite in its entirety. I walked over and kissed the top of her head and asked if she was okay. She nodded and started to say, Honey, we need to talk. I need to tell you some... I interrupted without a thought. Sweetie, can we do this later, please? I knelt in front of her saying, I know you've been through a lot and I know you're doing the best you can to get over it and I'm proud of you. Right now, I just need to stay focused on the launch, so why don't we talk when it's finished? The look on her face was one of dismay. I could see the creases on the sides of her mouth rising slowly as her chest heaved ever so slightly. I knew how I'd just come across, but it was necessary, and if I could just get her to understand. No, Caleb, she retorted. I'm sorry, but this is as much your problem as it is mine. I should be your focus right now. I really appreciate all the support you've given me. God knows what a mess I would be otherwise, but this isn't exactly a walk in the park for me. It's real. I was raped. She paused, as if a penny had just dropped. And, and I'm pregnant. There it was, the bullet I'd been dodging, the proverbial elephant appeared in the room and stuck out like a sore thumb. I didn't know whether to jump for joy or to run for cover, but I maintained my poise and waited for the rest. Annalise said the fetus was grown in my fallopian tube, she continued. It basically means they have to get it out. She rested her hand on her stomach as I watched her. It's supposed to be really painful, but I haven't felt a thing. Caleb, I'm scared. Well, at least it explained the bulge she'd developed. But if she was a few weeks gone, then it meant... I dared not think any further. I moved forward and pulled her close to me. I looked in her tear-filled eyes and wiped away one that had escaped. And all I could bring myself to say was, It's going to be fine. Just fine. I moved in and kissed her on the forehead again. We stood for a while, not knowing how to proceed but silently acknowledging that it was definitely a subject to revisit.